Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to Textroverts, the podcast exploring the how behind the who of people working in tech. My name is Martina Simon and I am your host. This podcast covers anything but the job. We introduce the guest, move on to the buzz wheel, a letter number randomizer that determines the questions I'll ask, and we close with sage advice about careers in the industry. Plug in. We're recording. Lewis, over to you. My name is Lewis. I'm the CEO of Lightboard Media. We help ambitious businesses scale their revenue online through social media, content creation, and paid advertising. Amazing. That was so well produced. I feel like it was rehearsed, Lewis. Was that? Uh, did you Never. practice in the mirror? I've been before in the mirror we, uh... for 45 minutes before this call. <laughs> We've been connected for a while. One of the reasons I reached out to talk to him is because he's passionate about the same things I am, which, as you guys know, is in digital marketing. It's where I started in marketing. He's somebody to definitely follow on LinkedIn if you're not already. And if you're not following me, that's criminal. You better bloody be doing that if you're listening to Textroverts. Let's launch into this. As you guys know, we don't talk about work. You've got other podcasts for that. We're here to just have a bit of a laugh on a Friday. So, Lewis, if you'd indulge us, if you could please give me a letter and a number combination to get started. I'll go with. L7. L for Lewis and seven. Okie dokes. Seven is a topic of aspirations. L is a category that I wouldn't call it a question. It's more of a statement slash format. It's called fond favorites. And just for context for the listeners, a fond favorite in this category is something that I think of favorably when I think of that topic. One of the songs that I grew up with is by an artist called Nas. The song is I Know I Can. I know I can be what I want to be. What a tune. Lewis, do you have something that you think of favorably or fondly when you look back on aspirations? I was into the same. I was into like 90s hip hop and rap and things oh, like that. so good. And I remember like the whole eight mile journey, the whole Eminem thing. Oh, he's my favorite rapper <laughs> of all time. I kind of yes. romanticized it in my head. And I was like, yeah, little <laughs> poor guy coming into a big business. Doesn't really Be know rapid. it, but you know what? <laughs> Try and make an impact. And I literally just wrap it in my head. I have the script embedded in my mind to most of that movie, if not all. Do you have a favorite scene from 8 Mile? Oh my God, yeah. It's literally at the end. It's basically take away everyone's ammunition about what they can say to you and then they're just yes. less speechless. And I'm like, that's a good philosophy on life. If you address it first, no one's got anywhere Who else, else to can? Go. Right, yeah. you throw stones at yourself and what else is there? Jokes aside, that movie makes me laugh. It makes me cry. It makes me think. It's a brilliant message that you can translate into careers. You're in the world of copywriting and in digital media generally. Yeah. What are some of the biggest challenges that have come up helming the ship at Lightbulb? This is a saturated game, you know. People pop up mm. every single day. Whenever things are new, people are scared of change. So you get told it's not going to work. That's not the right thing. You'll never get big clients. So it's kind of keeping your blinkers on and getting through that mm. initial six months of pain whilst you build credibility. And then people actually start listening. And then eventually people go, actually, can you teach us how to do that? Because we're struggling to stand out now. It's having delayed gratification. And if you don't have that delusional belief that what you're doing is right, you shouldn't be doing it in the first place. A lot of people jump into it and go, actually, we want to be like X or we want to sound like Y. Mm -hmm. And if you do that, you're always going to be at best second place. You need to position yourself really, really strongly in this market and actually back it. People can smell bullshit a mile off. You're a CEO. To be a CEO, to be the kind of first person putting their face to something, that's one challenge. You're running a company. So essentially you have to get other people to believe in that vision. You've yeah. got to try and believe in it when it's all difficult and people are doubting you and stuff. How did you build out the company outside of just yourself? It was finding younger people who didn't have the bad habits that have been instilled from, you know, mm. maybe the last decade of Great traditional point. and inverted commas marketing mm -hmm. and being able to mold them and go, actually, 
what you thought you knew about this industry doesn't have to be true. It can be different. And getting that buy-in early doors and then them opening their eyes to it, it makes them an advocate of it as well because mm-hmm. nobody wants the working conditions that it was like 10 years ago where you clock in and you clock out and there's no creativity mm-hmm. and it's corporate bullshit and you've got to put in a request for annual leave if you want to go to the toilet. Like People accepted it, but like people aren't accepting it anymore. This brings up a point that Amy Elliott, when she was on the show, she said she pretty much clocks in whenever she needs because you guys believe in the fact that she'll get the work done. It's less about nine to five or specific working hours and more about the outputs. I mean, I'm a millennial. I definitely think the Gen X and the boomers have a way it's always been done mindset oftentimes. And it's not an attack on them, but sometimes that can be limiting when you're finding staff to mold the future. Absolutely. And I think just working in a results and KPI or an environment, it just works for us. I don't know if it will work for everybody, but ultimately, yeah, it's all about the quality of the work. I mean, like Mm -hmm. I say, Amy was in Amsterdam, she was in Sweden, but Mm -hmm. you know, here's the deadline, here's the goal. As long as that gets hit, I don't care if you do it up a mountain, in a different country, in your pajamas. <laughs> do it from space. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Wet, yeah. Sat at home wearing your gimp suit, whatever it is, <laughs> just do the work. We're going to end this question with one last bit. And I hope that you humor me here. Lewis, just follow after me if you're comfortable. Now, everybody in the 313. Put your motherfucking hands up and follow me. <laughs> Best podcast episode out thus far. And on that glorious note, Lewis, another letter and number combo, please. Let's go. B14. 14 is the topic of music. Under B, the question that starts with can is, can you sing the lyrics start to finish of any particular song? This has definitely been stitched up now. <laughs> I've got quite an eclectic music taste, but I'll be mm-hmm. honest, I do like a bit of 90s cheese. So I've got oh. Backstreet Boys absolutely down. Oh. I remember watching the video for Everybody and it was like everybody, a Halloween thing. And the guy yeah. did a backflip and I was like, I can do that. I absolutely <laughs> crumbled my knees. I'm a bit of an old soul. When I'm like focusing, I listen to like 50s and 60s music. Backstreet Boys and Elvis with some Arctic Monkeys sprinkled in. Lewis, another letter and number combo, please. Let's go Q3. What ambient sound do you find really soothing? I got diagnosed as autistic last year. When they said it, I was like, oh, okay. So I'm not like a weird sociopath slash psychopath (laughs) with all the behaviours that I had as a kid. (laughs) Because I'm very sound sensitive, but Mm. to make me relax, white noise. The sound of a hoover or a hairdryer completely relaxed me and I don't know why. I am really interested if you're comfortable sharing what are some of the behaviours that made you think, hmm, let me look into that. I organise things when I'm like getting ready in the morning. I will put out like my wallet phone keys in a certain Mm. order and pick them back up in a certain order. I think Mm -hmm. a lot of it was the emotional disconnection. I tend to put logic above everything Mm. and remove emotion from it. And people are like, oh, that's a bit cold. And it's like, well, not really, it's Mm -hmm. just efficient. The ability to be able to do that probably makes you fantastic, though, in certain situations. I'm sure you lean into that as a positive. You've got to learn as a manager. Obviously, mm. I look at things ruthlessly, efficiently and through logic and things like that. But ultimately, mm. people do still have feelings. So it's something that I need to learn to actually mm-hmm. appreciate that and, and try and figure out empathy. Because obviously we built a business on essentially being super blunt and going in and not patting mm. people on the head and going, right, that's shit, that's shit. What's the point in this person? Let's move <laughs> all this around and then let's start from scratch. People do like that. So I think it's been a benefit for us and kind of a bit of a USP. But obviously not everyone likes that. You know, if it's their business and it's their baby, that's probably going to hurt a little bit. That's where you hire people to balance you out and who can kind of communicate that across. So yeah, I feel like it's a balance that you've struck quite well. We're actually at the juncture in the podcast that I call Sage Advice. Lewis, over to you for your Sage Advice, please. I did a post about it recently. Being at school one time, Sir Ian McKellen walked in. He used to go to our school back in the day. He understood like the power of language, that words hold the power to unlock anything you want. 
And I think focusing on the power of words and copywriting is one of, if not the only element of marketing that can completely transform and triple your conversion rate overnight. When all else fails and you don't have money, particularly at the start, when you're starting out, learn to write, practice writing all the time because it's the core of absolutely every single post, email, ad, website, newsletter, Mm -hmm. digital interaction that you have. Focus on learning how to communicate because your life will be dictated by the relationships that you're able to form. That's powerful. I think that's brilliant advice. This has been fantastic. I've really enjoyed our chat. Can't wait to put it out. Any final words for the listeners? Subscribe, listen to all the other previous episodes because they're really, really good. (laughs) I didn't pay him to say that. (laughs) Cheers, Lewis. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs)